All right. Welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Mirta. Today we're looking at fallacy of division. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. So, Mieta, do you want to run us through what that is? Sure. So, this policy presumes that if something is true of the whole, then it must be true of the parts of that whole. Um basically assuming that some whole, and it could be a group of people, it could be a company, it could be a country um, that consists of parts. In this case, it could be people or it could be physical parts. Just because that whole possesses a certain property, then all of the individual parts or members of that group possess that same property, which I guess half the time that could be the case, but where the fallacy comes in is when that is not the case and we presume it to be the case right so i'm i'm looking to buy a replacement part for my car and i'm at the store and one of them says made in germany and the other says made in spain and i go oh germany makes good cars therefore and they make this part therefore this part is good is that what we're talking about That's yeah. that's the basis of it. I was gonna say, but you debunked me. I was gonna give the example of just because someone went to Harvard doesn't mean they're smart. And then you were like, actually, maybe it does. Well, just because they didn't go to Harvard doesn't mean they're not smart. True. <laughs> yeah. Very true. All right. So there's the opposite of this as well, which we might cover, but it's not really the focus. Which is the fallacy of composition. So basically. You assume because a part has a certain property, then the whole has that property. So, you know, oh, well, you know, they use, sticking with the car thing, I don't know, you find out some company uses this car part and you know that's a really high quality part. So you assume that the whole machine they're building is really high quality. Yeah. Crap example, but you get the picture. Yeah, I'm so into cars, Cronin. That really resonated <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, it was maybe a very specific a example. Yeah, maybe yes, it's a plane. Part goes into a machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have? So let's leave comp- the policy of composition aside for the time being. Yep. Do you have an example for us of the policy of division? Um. Yes. Well, while I was going through this, it suddenly popped into my head that this, I'm pretty sure this is the basis of racism, right? Just to give another sort of generic example, is you you have some preconceptions about a group of people based off their ethnicity, and then you meet someone and you just assume that they have those attributes, those whatever. That's so true. But that could that could, could actually also work the other way. You've met someone who's, I don't know, from a certain country, really rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> Not physically, <laughs> just you didn't no, like them for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, maybe they did rub you the wrong way, physically. And then you assume <laughs> that people from that country are the same way. Would that be the composition one? Yeah, that'd be the composition one, yeah. Like I've only met two people from... Oh, I really don't want to don't name country. a country, just say yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. 
I've only met one person from Croatia and she's horrible. So all Croatians are horrible. Whatever. We're the most likable <laughs> people ever. Um, but yeah, so you're right. Um, actually, that's I like that you mentioned um, racism because I actually thought about this. And we actually, the, the, the whole fallacy of division to me comes in where we actually see people from a group that we don't belong to. So I'm Croatian. I was, well, I'm half Croatian, half Serbian. I shouldn't go into the technicality of it, but I live in New Zealand. Now, I don't necessarily, sometimes I identify as a Kiwi and sometimes I don't. But what I will often do is I'll say, oh, this is the typical Kiwi thing to do or say. Right. When I don't identify as a Kiwi, I say that. And I think that the fallacy of division comes in to play when we when we don't belong to a group, we kind of tend to see that group as a very stereotypical group and everyone is from that group is that way. It's really funny you say that because I've been here for anybody listening here in Australia long enough that I catch myself doing the same thing and it pains me to think externally about Kiwis rather than including myself in that group <laughs> yeah but you tend to group them as this oh they're just this homogenous stereotypical group of people and they're all alike but the group that you identify as belonging to oh no we're way more diverse and we're you know individuals and yeah exactly yeah like when I yeah Exactly. When I think of myself as a Kiwi, then I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's like so diverse, so many different yeah. Kiwis. But I catch myself now sometimes when I hear things on the news and stuff, going, oh, typical, typical New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what do I mean? It's funny. I, I think, I, and that, that's actually where the danger lies. If it's some other group that I don't identify with, well, they're all exactly the same. Anyone who belongs to that group of people or that company or whatever it might be, they're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, oh, now you're getting into companies. This is exactly what we think when we deal with companies, right? Um, you, you think of, oh, well, it's typical of this company. Whereas if you work for that company, you will be like, oh, no, there's, you know, pretty diverse people, group of people that work here. Sure. Some people are that way, but others aren't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah, this is not this is not exactly a company example, but when I was younger, like sort of late teens, early twenties, I really suffered. I don't know if I told you about this, but I suffered thinking that other people thought that I was dumb. Like I had, I had this neighbor who told me that I don't have to, I don't have to go to university and be smart. I could just marry someone because I was cute kid, you know. <laughs> And so I kind of, that stuck with me and I kind of really suffered Think Anyone knew that I met, I thought, oh, they must think I'm dumb. Oh, wow. So when I was in my late teens, um, I'm not meaning to turn this into a therapy session, <laughs> but back then to fix this, I guess, flawed perception that I thought others had of me. Yeah. I went and I joined Mensa. I don't know if you know what, I don't know if it's big in Australia. I think, okay. Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned this on an earlier podcast actually right you well, just this find to excuses me, to bring this up i know i think this to me is a is a is a true fallacy of division example 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Because to me, if I belong to Mensa, guess what? I must be smash. Right. Yeah. And then if other people know I belong to Mensa, they're going to think I'm smash. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. This is a classic example of, yeah, nah. It doesn't actually. Also because what they measure is IQ and that has nothing to do with being smash. According to recent studies, anyway. Yeah. Interesting. But but a non a non meta example. Um, my friends are actually looking to buy uh, their first home in New Zealand, which you know, good luck to them with the New Zealand house prices. Um, but recently, house prices um, have been going down in New Zealand, and they were like, "Oh yeah, great! This means that house prices, you know, they're going down." you know, in Auckland or in my neighborhood where, where they're looking to buy. And it's actually not, not quite true in, in Auckland as opposed to all the other areas of New Zealand. Right. So they're yep. kind of hoping, you know, and waiting for the prices to, to fall even further. But it's like, guys, this is Auckland. This is, and the, especially the neighborhood you're looking to buy in, which is quite central. Yeah. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You see, um, we, yeah, we've got the same thing going on over here, right? I, I guess driven by the similar factors where the, the um, interest rates are rising and everything. Um, and yeah, people people have the same thing. They're like, oh, well, you know, prices are going down, so there must be I must be able to get a good deal sort of thing. But um, I think the data shows that since the start of the year, prices have only come back 2.5%, but they yeah. rose 23% last year. Wow. So it's yeah. like, uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a drop. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess going, going to the composition side of things, people will make the same conclusion, right? They'll see one house that like was advertised at like 2 million, right? And it went for 1.8. And they'll be like, oh, market's crashing. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Or that one just had some strange circumstances. Like, <laughs> That's actually a good point that you make when you actually stop and look into things. So how do you actually overcome this bias? And obviously I'm hitting, hinting at something here, but. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think, sorry, we, was that a rhetorical when you were about to roll into the No, answer? no, no, I actually I, want you to answer. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I, think, I think it's that you need to, yeah, look more specifically, we'll focus on the division one, I guess. Um, you want to look more specifically at that one. So if you're looking at a car part from Germany, you might, you might want to, you know, read some reviews or check with the people working there or whatever, you know, check out more specific, try and try and look at more specific information to that situation. Um, It's, it's that same, same thing with the group of people thing, right? You're, you're looking to hire someone and the last place they worked is currently caught up in a corruption scandal or something. You don't want to go, oh, well, geez, I don't want to hire this guy. He's probably corrupt. Like, yeah. what? You, you, want, you want to do your best to look at that person as an individual. And, you know, if they haven't been indicted on any of the corruption stuff, then don't assume that they, they have. It might, it might cause you to check a little, a little more just to double check they haven't been caught up in that at all which is fine because that's just, you know, due diligence. That's just being yeah. careful. 
But once you decide they're not, then you need to do your best to say, all right, that's got nothing to do with this individual. That they're just they're just a person, and I'll look at them just as a normal person. So it's about identifying what what attributes you think you're drawing down, and you can you can check them because you know these fallacies come from somewhere, right? The the mental shortcuts, but mental shortcuts are there for a reason. So yeah. I don't I don't think it's necessarily bad to check a trait that you think because of the division thing. Um, you know, it comes from a certain company, so you expect a certain thing out of it. Um, you might check that. But then once you, you know, you should put all of your weight on the answer to that rather than your preconception that you came up with in the first place. Absolutely. And it works both ways. Like someone might be applying for a job at your place and they come from Apple and you're like, oh, they must be super innovative and whatever other <laughs> yeah. attribute, you know. Yeah. But hey, did they just lose their job because they weren't performing and now they're yeah, applying well, they your happen. company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to come to your amazing workplace. <laughs> to come to us. <laughs> yeah. It's actually um when you were talking about people, I know it's it's companies and stuff, but sadly we've actually had quite a few instances in New Zealand, quite a few instances of um racism and and really poor treatment of Russian people because of what's happening right now in the Ukraine. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Russian people are here are like, we left Russia for a reason. <laughs> like, we yeah, don't well, yeah, they're, they're probably that. the opposite, right? They're like, exactly what you say, they're the ones who agree least with what they're doing. That's why they're here. So that's, it's probably almost the opposite. They're like, it's, yeah, they might feel more strongly about the issues than you do because you're a pretty removed Kiwi on literally the other side of the world, whereas they grew up there exactly. and have chosen to leave. So, exactly. yeah. So, yeah, it's sad. But coming back to um, overcoming this, this bias, I kind of went down the route of of breaking it down into into statements Oh, and yeah. then testing okay. the underlying assumptions, which is something that we teach oh. in our black belt in thinking. Oh, look at you using a process, using a, using a, a thinking at, process. Look at we drinking our own thinking processes we could use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Called blackbeltinthinking.com. Yeah, next cohort starts mid-August. 15th of August, yeah. I right. think, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this case, because we, we do it all the time, we, in the course we teach basically if you can break down your logical argument, you might find that it's not all that logical. Mm, yeah. So if you if you say, um, well, a silly example, but I, I wrote about this last week. Um, Muslims are terrorists. Even right. that on its own would make you cringe. Then you'd say, well, Muhammad Ali was a Muslim. So then you conclude Muhammad Ali was a terrorist. You can see immediately how flawed that thinking is. Yeah. yeah. But if you just jump to, oh, this person's Muslim, they must be a terrorist. If you just look at someone and go, oh, Muslim terrorist, you know, you, you skip the, the, the stupidity of, of your argument. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, get uncovered. And, and just to take it to an extreme, you mentioned the Russian thing. Um, I remember reading things well, recently because I was like a kid at the time well, high school probably, um, was 9-11 where like uh, Sikhs, Sikhs and Hindus and things were getting beaten up because oh, right. they wore stuff on their head. Therefore, 
you know, it's like an even bigger jump. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, the religion means that they, you know, they wear something on their head. It's like, yeah. geez, that's a, that's a pretty big leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just need to question the assumptions you're making. Is yeah. my answer to this. Yeah, that's it. It's, 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 oh, I mean, it's like fact checking, right? Like it's, yeah. you're checking your own facts in your head, though. Yeah, like, exactly. But because the thing is, this isn't necessarily wrong either. Exactly. We, we talked about uh, on another call, you, you and I talked about the fallacy fallacy, where just because something fits into it could be a fallacy, you then go, ah, must be wrong. It's like, well, yeah. no, not necessarily. Like like the, 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 the German parts thing, right? Like that country does have an obsession with engineering and an obsession with cars. Yeah. So statistically, you are probably far more likely that a part made in Germany is high quality than perhaps anywhere else in the world. Right. So it's it's the thing is it's not necessarily wrong. You don't want to write it off. It's it's actually you're probably you are statistically more likely to be right. The problem is more likely doesn't mean yes, and we yeah, don't want to exactly. be acting off more likely means yes. Exactly. Yeah. So as, exactly as you say, you want to you want to actually just check your own facts. You want to say, well, if I th- yeah. Like does does this make sense that it, that it's true, and look into it, and then you yeah you you don't know anything about cars, but you might go oh oh it's from this company called Bosch. I wonder what they're like, and then you look it up and you go oh they're like the world's most premium car part supplier. Like yeah, it's probably Bosch high quality car parts. parts. Yeah, that's my dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they make good dishwashers too, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. There's an entire city in Germany that basically everybody there either works for Mercedes or Bosch. You know, you know stuck out? Yeah. Yeah. Mercedes and Bosch are both based there. And that's like, I've been there a few times and it, like everybody I've met, everyone, they either work for Bosch, Mercedes, or like some kind of subcontractor to one of those two companies. <laughs> it's wild. So they must be, if you work at Bosch, you must be a bloody good engineer. <laughs> yeah. There's a conclusion for you. Nice. So do you have any more Anything you want to add? Um, I'm just trying to think of like more examples. So people like I like the examples because you know sometimes you hear about something like this and you go, oh, okay, well that's interesting. I'll look out for that. But then it slips your mind. But if you hear an example, you're more likely to bump into a similar situation. Like when you bump into a similar situation, you're more likely to be triggered to think about this. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the, the, the major ones I can think of with, with businesses, one is obviously what we're talking about, playing off the brand, right? Well, playing off the country, we haven't talked about playing off the brand. So um, brands will frequently, once they've got a good established brand, launch other things that are perhaps lower lower quality or perhaps you know, are, just, are just playing off their brand. You see a lot of um, collaborations and things, especially these days, um, with a lot of online purchases, you know, companies that are predominantly online do a lot of collabs. Um, and I guess that's, that's so people assume that the, the quality transfers over. Isn't that your bike? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of so fits my, into that category. Yeah. So I, my motorbike, I bought a rel- relatively cheap one. 
um, just for commuting around Sydney sort of thing. Um, we didn't really need a second car and it looked you know, like an absolute waste of money to have it sitting outside most of the time, whereas a bike much cheaper, significantly cheaper to run. Anyway, um, and it's a KTM. However, it's not actually manufactured by KTM. Manufactured by a subcontractor, I guess, factory in uh, in India, because um, that's where one of the biggest markets is, right? India and Southeast Asia for small CC oh, for bikes, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the bigger CC ones, they still make in Austria. KTM's a pretty well-known brand, Austrian brand. Um, they did dirt bikes for a long time. You know, they're one of the world leaders in that. Um, but this is a you know a road road bike, and it's made in in India. But you know, if I had hundred percent, if I had gone to a dealer, um, which is not really how I, <laughs> I still had to research online first and basically narrowed it down to two, and then went to those respective dealers and test road. Anyway, um, but if I just bowled into a dealer and they had like five brands there, and one of them was I have no idea what the subcontracting company's name is, but let's call it like Indian Motors Incorporated. That an Indian Motors Incorporated. 400cc bike and then next to it they had the KTM I would be like immediately I would think oh I, I don't really know who who they are like never heard of them um, yeah whereas I, I have heard of KTM and everything there, there would be obviously at a certain point like it was twice the price I'd be like well, yeah is it twice as good yeah oh, I doubt it but there will be a significant margin more I would pay just because it's got the KTM badge on it, which is yeah. a bit sounds a bit ridiculous when I say it now, but um, and had I done my research, you know, if I went back and did some research and went, oh, it's the exact same bike made out of the same factory, yeah, I should just buy the, the cheaper one because I don't I don't care. Like I'm not going around showing off that I have a KTM badge on my bike. Like I don't care what brand it is. Um, but just instinctively, I just wouldn't. Right, like you. you this is the bias. This is how the, the sort of branding branding effect comes in. Um, I guess also, Peter, KTM, I mean, obviously I'm not into bikes and I have no idea whether it's like I'm taking your word for the fact that this is, I don't know, is, is it a reliable brand or, you know, um, good quality or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, like people a... actually also, I mean, the truth of the matter is, It doesn't mean any other brand is not just because it's not well known. Doesn't mean that it's not good quality. Yeah. yeah like whether whether they have an association um, or not. Because I'm just trying to think. Um, even even at a university level, I know that Auckland University and AUT have a bit of a you know, competition going and Auckland University is a lot more prestigious. Right. But I, I feel personally, and I went to Auckland University, but I feel personally that the education that I got is not nearly as, um, in terms of employability, as practical as someone who studied at AUT and studied the same thing at AUT. Is, is AUT like a, like a polytech? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a TAFE if you're in... In Australia, listening to this, or if you're anywhere else, I what do you call it? Like an applied, yeah, an applied school as opposed exactly. to exactly. There, there had somehow they have a lower level of prestige about them. 
Oh yeah, there's a hundred percent a thing. Like you, you're you're kind of a dumbass if you go to a polytech rather than a university for the same kind of subject. Like obviously yeah. there's some subjects that they only teach it one or the other. Um, but you're you're a hundred. I agree entirely. Like when I was considering doing my degree, there's no way I would have considered doing something at a polytech instead. Well, I say that. So that, here we go. Here's an example. I did actually do my, the first two years of my degree at a polytech because they had okay. a partnership with the University of Waikato and all of the courses I did cross-credited directly into the degree, but I could stay in, in um, Tauranga to do it. And so then when I, you know, my third year, I moved over to, to Hamilton to the University of Waikato, carried on there, right? So well, don't tell me you paid more because of this as well as someone who... Um, I probably because there is this thing where there's this thing where you kind of get charged university prices but really you're getting the same product as the people who are attending just the like quite possibly (laughs) however i wasn't buying an education was i i was buying a piece of paper you were like i can admit that now there's no way i would have said that at the time but ultimately that's what you're buying from university is a piece of paper yeah fair enough Um, Very cool. And for that reason is why exactly what you said, it's got more prestige and everything because you get a fancier piece of paper. But what's funny is, yeah, also what you said, right now if I think about it, I think, okay, from a job prospects, whatever, the piece of paper matters, right? But from actually being able to do the work, like 100% a university or a uh, polytech or a TAFE or, you know, applied thing would be more useful. Yeah. I I don't think I use much of what I learned at uni I don't think I remember a lot of it but I don't know you and I do a lot of marketing for our company I'm pretty sure you also majored in marketing I majored in marketing no I I was international business oh okay actually I don't I don't remember this podcast is brought to you by the BBIT if you want to improve your own thinking and problem solving skills visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now (laughs) do you know what's funny I say marketing (laughs) I majored in strategic management and marketing and strategic management's meant to be all the stuff we actually do, but it's all useless. Yeah. Like, like we, we actually do it because we help people analyze problems using logical things. Whereas the, I don't know, rubbish you do at uni. It's just just some theory, some theory somewhere in a textbook. And it's, it's just stacks. If you look at it now, it's stacks on stacks on stacks of assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> Assumptions made by uni students about how a company works. <laughs> but all of these are also opinion based. All of these tools that you use, you learn it using Porter's Five Forces and SWOT analysis and stuff. The primary problem with them all is they're 100% based on the opinions of people who do them. And yep. so they're not actually helping you get anywhere because they're not challenging any of those opinions. It's just stacking your bias on your bias. <laughs> we're way off topic now. But. <laughs> it's it's on topic for the podcast maybe just not this episode yeah but you're gonna bring it all back around to to bring it all back it's it's exactly what you said about the prestigiousness you you go you, you assume that somebody who learned from university is more capable to do the job because their piece of paper is fancier yeah but actually, they're probably less capable than somebody who went to uh, an applied school. Right. So I guess it depends. Are you, are you trying to hire somebody for their skills? 
or you're trying to hire somebody because you are smarter because it's harder to get into a university. So you should make you should be very clear about that in your head. If you're trying to and hire someone, and I think actually for, people are not Cron, and that's I think one of the major problems is people don't actually know even at the start what they want. What's the effect they're after? Yeah. Really, I'm hiring someone. Oh, the guy from Harvard must be better than the one from University of, I don't know, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. End of story. But for all you know, you like, I, I don't know what the University of Ohio specializes in, but for all you know, they specialize exactly in the situation, like your businesses or, or you know, whatever you're hiring this person for. for. But you can just go, oh, fancy label. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm biased towards that. And, you know, people will listen to this. Oh, no, I'm much better than that when I, like, whatever. You're not. Like, <laughs> this always frustrates me when we talk about these biases and you say it to somebody's face. And they go, oh, yeah, I can see how other people do that. How <laughs> other people, oh, yeah, not okay. me. <laughs> I think, though, we've kind of go, gone down the route of, of this um, biasing our thinking. But yeah. we, one thing that we haven't actually discussed is technically why this is a fallacy. So obviously, it's not inherently wrong to assume that just because a group is associated with um, a property or a characteristic that then all the individual members have it. Sometimes that could actually be the case. Um, yeah, like, but, like the German car park. Like the German, exactly. Yeah. But I think that what we haven't really pointed out here is that sometimes and I think this is probably where the fallacy of division originated sometimes the characteristics that a group has is inherently a group characteristic and because of that it cannot be deduced to to the individual member can you oh you know how you you know how you you, you were mentioning car parts you can say cars are bloody heavy and they cannot be picked up. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that individual car parts are all that heavy and cannot be picked up. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good point. There is a benefit to a group. Like there's a reason you have a team that works together because they play to their strengths. It doesn't mean if you pick one person out of that team, you're going to get the same proportion of the skill of the team. Correct. You could have an unbeatable, like you could have, you could, have an all black like all blacks i don't i don't actually follow sports but i'm gonna say they're unbeatable i'm sure that that people are gonna oh they were this weekend anyway but let's say all blacks are so bloody amazing they're unbeatable but if you take one individual all black highly likely you could beat that individual all black someone from another team so there is something that is true because of the grouping there is a characteristic that is only true because of the grouping and as yeah, soon as you pull people funny, apart, it's not true anymore. Funny you say that. I'm just going to go down and rank people for like two seconds. Um, the Crusaders, who are by far the most dominant team long-term in the in the Super Rugby, the local sort of tournament, mm. um, they're, I don't know if it is anymore, but um, when I was probably growing up, their slogan was, a champion team will always be the team of champions. Right. No. So. Yeah, and it's true, right? Like a team that works together and plays to it, like a team, a, a, a team of individuals is not necessarily effective. 
Yeah. And if you take exactly what you say, if you take that, take that team, it's the same thing with the, with like what you said about hiring someone from Apple. We hire someone from like the best team in the company or, Oh, what have you worked on? Oh, well, I was one of the 10 people who developed this product. You're like, Oh man, we'll hire you as a product developer. You're like, okay, cool. And you find out later that their role was like marketing for it or something. Like, yeah. it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was the cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, technically, I think you should also look at what is this property? Is this property that is actually inherently a property of an individual or inherently a property of a group and just cannot translate? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, you're right. We hadn't, haven't touched on that. Like someone who, yeah, as you say, joins a successful company and then leaves doesn't mean that they magically have the traits of that company because it was successful because of the, the group involved over the last 10 years or something. Yeah. That, again, as you say, wouldn't have happened with all those individuals going, perhaps working elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Shall we wrap this up? Yeah. All right. So guts of it is you need to, you need to consider, you don't write something off just because you realize you're assuming something from part of the group, but seriously consider it first, like properly check your assumptions. As, as you say, write, write down what you are assuming about it. And check those facts. Back check, back you check your own assumptions, your own beliefs. Yeah. Um, because it might be right. And you go, okay, cool, it is true. Um, but equally, if they're not right, you need to do your best to put that aside and ignore it and say, All right, well, I was wrong on that. That's got nothing to do with my decision. Yeah, simple. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Obviously, a couple of tangents here, but hopefully they <laughs> They all added. You know, it's like it's like there's some sort of cooking analogy where you you know you needed some things need to simmer and they add flavor and stuff. (laughs) I don't know. And then you you add a new ingredient that is. How did they not use cooking in this? Like you know, (laughs) something to do with the cake. Like you know, once you bake a cake, you know all the parts are the cake now. You can't hit them back out or something. I don't know. Well, this cake is moist, so all parts of this cake are moist. No, well, flour isn't, so... Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bam. Mic drop. All right. We're done. We're out of here. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.